Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are now a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, Johnny Fantastic, Johnny Cinema, John Van Etten. How is it Johnny going, Green my friend? Johnny Greenstream. <laughs> we might have to, you got so many nicknames now, I don't even, can't even keep track. How are the new digs? It's good, man. Still moving. I look like Mr. Fantastic and the thing all in one here for all you comic book nuts. Brad, they're not in the Justice League. Don't worry. I was, I was just about to say. Well, we're not getting into any movie takes today because Adam Rank's not on the show. Uh, but we also have here the Doc who uh, – Doc, how have you been, man? I feel like uh, we haven't talked in a while. What's new with you? It's good, man. Just walking your dog every day, cleaning up his throw up and uh, you know, getting on the pot and then telling you about it. I like it. I like it. Round out the normal crew we have, of course, the guy that doesn't check his fantasy basketball team. It is the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. How's it going? It is I. When you know the future, you don't have to check your team. <laughs> yeah, you came in last, man. Don't act like you know the future. Oh, man. Well, you guys are all awesome, but there's another guy here that trumps you all, and I got to give him the right introduction. So, fellas, joining the show today, let's hit that music. Oh, yeah. Set the mood right here. All right. Uh, Welcome like in a man. Stop. We welcome in a man that could use some help controlling his off-speed pitches. The co-owner and director of analytics at Fantasy Points. He's also the author of Yards Created and is a well-traveled man, if I do say so myself. A finance major has entered triple play tonight as we welcome the sporty, the gambling, the writer, and researcher, Graham Barfield. How's it going, man? That was uh, that was one hell of an intro. That might be... That's up there, man. Well, well done. I'm, I'm doing well, man. Uh, kind of, it's fun to get out of the bunker. The last like five to six days have felt like two weeks to me. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be chopping up with y'all tonight. Hey, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we've been looking forward to having you on your background. I just kind of digging in and everything that you do. It's, it's quite the resume, if I do say so myself. But I would be remiss if we didn't start with uh, talking about the thing that. I feel like you're most known for that's that yard created uh, stat that you have the charting process, if you will, for people that don't quite know about it. Can you give a background? Because I've, I've been kind of looking into it and I think, first of all, I love looking at running backs. That's my favorite position. So your yards created stat is something I just am enamored over. Can you explain for those that don't know kind of what it is? Yeah, sure. So yards created is a stat I came up with uh, six years ago now. And essentially what it looks at is, you know, what happens after the offensive line has or has not done its job. So I'll just give you an example for, for example, like, um, you know, let's say a particular run gains 10 yards and the offensive line opens up like a four yard hole, uh, running back gets through it, makes a guy miss, makes a linebacker miss. Uh, I chart that as, as four yards blocked for 
the running back and then six yards created. Um, I'm also charting, you know, uh, missed tackles forced by numbers dif different ways. I'm charting every single passing down snap. Uh, I'm charting, you know, pass protection, routes run, all of it. So it's kind of like an all-encompassing look at, at some of these running backs here. It's awesome. Um, again, I, I think it's a really good way to kind of recognize, hey, who's doing with what's given to them and who's adding that extra element to being able to, uh, ascend, to ascend as being one of those top backs that can make stuff happen out of nothing. So, oh, so Graham, you're the running back guy, or I'm appointing you the running back guy if someone already called you that. Um, what, do you think, what do you think about a stat where I, I was toying with this called uh, yards per carry plus, okay? And the yards per carry plus, and, and if you hate it, please just, just be nice to me and let me down <laughs> easy. But it, it's a, a stat where you take away the 20-plus yard runs from every running back, and you assess the ones that are 20 and less just to see how efficient they are and how much the 20 plus yard runs are elevating their yards per carry. That'll stat. be Josh Jacobs because he never goes over 20 yards. <laughs> so he, he'll, he'll just get, you know, eight yards a carry if that, at that point. <laughs> it's kind of like the RA plus, right? Yeah, I just think, I mean, a plus sounds cool. So I just figured yeah. that would be something. To, <laughs> yeah, the, pl the plus, the, the plus definitely makes it sound nifty. Um, I always have like a hard time, you know, figuring out, you know, for running backs, like, you know, breakaway runs, like how random it actually is. So I think you're, you're onto something for sure. I would take it a little deeper and maybe go 30 yards because 20 yards is still kind of like that happens often enough, but like 30 yard runs are, are like honestly pretty rare. I don't think Zeke had a 30 yard run last week or last year. No, I don't think he did either. I think you're right. So like, I mean, that obviously takes out the explosive plays, but you can be like, all right, for the ones that aren't explosive, how efficient are they with their carries? But the fact that you didn't completely shoot it down means I have some optimism here. Uh, so, like but the it. other thing I, David, I wanted, I have a yeah. stat of my own. It's called gimmick plus. It's how many touchdowns are gimmick jet sweeps. And Patrick <laughs> Mahomes leads that one. Oh, without a doubt. That's actually, that'd be a great stat to track. Actually. Now, now you're in, there you go. <laughs> he's just, he's just Johnny, a, the Mahomes Johnny's hater. our number one. Yeah. Johnny's our number one Pat Mahomes hater. That, oh, that's no. fine. That's fine. How uh, did you hate Patrick Mahomes? Talk, well, well, talk me through gimmicky that. touchdowns. Like, oh. if if you take away his jet sweeps and his Travis Kelsey little shovel passes, mm. you know he's he's good, but he's not as good as David pretends he is. He's certainly better than David thought he was when he drafted him, and David threw a fit. we put this on the bottom here. <laughs> uh, we're not addressing that right now. We have Graham here. We want to make sure we get to a lot of good stuff we got today. So uh, the other thing I want to get, actually, before we, we touch some news and notes here, you play a lot of DFS. You're a DFS guy. Baseball and golf I read as well. Uh, do you get this, like, the adrenaline rush you get from DFS, how does it compare mm -hmm. to, like, your season-long stuff? It doesn't compare. <laughs> it doesn't compare. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I got, you know, I love season-long. That will always be my uh, my baby, I guess I would say. But, like, you know, in terms of like money, I'm, I'm investing. Um, yeah, for sure. And I just moved to Colorado. So we have legal gambling out here and that has been, uh, that's been a whole lot of fun. Sweating draft props changed my draft experience <laughs> this year. Legitimately changed my, my life this year. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you're talking to a couple guys on this show. I'm not one of them, but that's all they live for is doing that type of stuff. So oh, right. the, the feeling of hitting a bet. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Or a parlay. Are you are you in a state that has legal gambling, Eric? Uh, yeah, we can nice. do it in Maryland. Oh, okay, yeah, nice, yeah. I had um, so my first round uh was not great because I was heavily invested in Sewell, 
being the fifth overall pick. Mm. But mm. Uh, second round, I had a bunch of nice hits. I hit Eagles plus 850 on the offensive line, and that like made – Do you, you want to hear something that I really hate about myself? I almost took Justin Fields plus 1,300 to the Bears – just as oh, a crap suit. No. I literally told my friends before the draft, I said, I thought about placing this, but it's a long shot. And then we Dude. see the Bears trade up, and I just sink my head down. Dude. 20 bucks That's on right. that. You would, 20 bucks on that. You would have had a nice little payday. I, yeah, man. I, I mean, know. it we sounds change, like a, we can change subjects now. I, I mean, it sounds like when people are saying, what if I invested in Dogecoin? Like, this is all. Worth it, so. Oh, wait. Oh, I do have some Dogecoin. All right. Well, let's get this started. We'll, we'll move not on lot, here. Not allowed to trade it on. Not allowed to trade the Doge on Robinhood anymore, though. I saw. <laughs> oh, really? No, yeah, so much for this the, morning. Yeah, so much for them allowing free trading. It's because they don't have the money because so many people are putting up ridiculous sums. Exactly. They don't have the money to yep. front it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> right, well, that's that's enough betting and gambling talk for a, a long time. So let's let's move into what we actually got planned for the show tonight. In tonight's episode: We have NFL draft winners and losers. Finally, after talking about it, we're actually going to be about it and be able to analyze teams' drafts. We'll be able to figure out rookies, they're in winning situations, players who might have benefited, and also people that you feel like, hey, they're in bad situations and we're kind of staying away from them uh, for this season and maybe even beyond. So should be some fun debates. Make sure you stay tuned for that. After, we'll get to our question of the week that, to be honest, Brad, it was such a doozy, I wasn't even going to try to read it all on the screen. So we'll save that to when we get to it. But then always, you know, we get the game revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we are here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! You're ugly. I always do that just to make sure our guest is awake. You guys know it's coming now. But I feel like Graham's, Graham's like, oh, we're talking betting stuff. Now he's ready for football, right? Yeah, I can tell. He's, I can tell Graham's. I could talk <laughs> honestly. I could talk. I could talk. I could talk betting all night, though. So you, you guys cut me off at a good time. <laughs> oh man, I, I like you a lot, Graham. All right, well, <laughs> just so that doesn't turn into a uh, completely separate podcast. Let's salary. As recently reported, they're planning to take 50-50 reps uh, when camp does start. I'm interested, Graham. What do you think of this move for Denver? Do you like it? Um. Honestly, no, man. I think they should have. They made a major mistake not taking Fields at nine. Like, you know, this this roster, and I tweeted this out. This roster, man, is is loaded. Like, their offensive line is above average. They've got Mike Munchak uh, coaching their offensive line, who's literally one of the best offensive line coaches in NFL history. So they've really turned it around there. They've got great weapons, great receivers. They just added another one in Javante Williams. Their defense is sick. I mean, Kyle Fuller was a steal for, steal away from the Bears. Uh, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get healthier on the D line again. Like this team is ready to really compete in the AFC West with the Chiefs, and they made a huge mistake not going for the upside with Fields. Like, you know, you can win games with Teddy Bridgewater, but he is not going to. He does not have the ceiling to really win playoff games when it matters. Brad, I feel like you had Teddy Bridgewater pretty high in your rankings going into last year. I what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater? So. I think the Broncos didn't draft a QB at their pick because they think there's a better than 50% chance that they can actually get Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to me that, you know, they wouldn't draft Justin Fields. I think they believe in Drew Locke enough that he'll be the starter, but they know he's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers. And if he gets hurt, Teddy Bridgewater can actually, you know, get them a win. He's a serviceable quarterback. So I look at this as a downgrade of a situation for Teddy because he goes from a starter to a backup quarterback now, but 
you know, I I think he's good enough to be a starter for sure. It's just he's he's sitting behind a guy now that you know they're they're heavily invested in in him in Denver, and they're probably looking to get um, Aaron Rodgers, considering that Denver was on his wish list. So it's Johnny, there. Johnny, as a Raiders fan, are you just super pumped about this? Yeah, I was ecstatic to not see Fields go over to, to Denver. That would have been just been terrible. Would have been too many good quarterbacks in one division. You know, you got Justin Herbert, you got, you know, would be possibly Aaron Rodgers, possibly Justin Fields. And then, you know, you got the second tier, you know, of Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes uh, over there as well. <laughs> that one's just to grind. Your so you can't even say it with a straight yeah. face. <laughs> well, let's get to the next and Dr. Moore, I'll come to you next. Aaron Rodgers quarterback so disgruntled with the Packers wants out of the organization he won't return they're even talking to him at a what I forgot what a horsing event he Kentucky was at. Derby. Thank, thank you Kentucky Derby uh <laughs> according to Mike Florio of pro football talk he wanted to go to the 49ers Broncos or Raiders ultimately there's news coming out I feel like if it's not every day every other day there's something new coming out but stance hasn't changed he wants out Doc I'll go to you first does he stay it's the 2020 win season starts is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? No. I think Aaron Rodgers is very stubborn. This guy doesn't even talk to his own family. Uh, I wondered how long before that came up. I, it, it needs to be said, though. Like, we're putting mm-hmm. in context, this is the Packers. I mean, the only skill position they've drafted since they took Aaron Rodgers in 2005 in the first round was Jordan Love, his replacement. So I just think that there's no, there's no, discon- or there's no connection on there. I mean, I think when they didn't go for it on fourth down, I think that was the nail in the coffin. And the reports came out last week, but the GM, Matt LaFleur, everybody has tried going out to Cali in previous months and trying reconciling things, and I don't think it's going to work. The last- you do feel bad for Aaron. You know, he's stuck with his all-pro running back and his all-pro wide receiver, and, you know, there's just not a lot there for him. The last That's- skill player that the Packers took was Javon, Walk- Javon Walker in, I believe, 2002. The in the Ooh, first round, X Raiders we're, legend. So we're gonna have uh, Demora Smith on tomorrow, and in part, I want to ask him about player leverage and their lack of it. Like, essentially, the only thing you can do in any major sport under contract is to make a stink. Like, he's made a stink and he wants out. And if he if he threatens retirement, I'll believe it. You know, if he decides to take fines and hold out, I'll believe it. You know, he's the MVP, and apparently, he wanted to be out for a while now. And somebody in his camp is letting it be known that. You know, because the Packers were calling their bluff pretty much the entire last year. So I, I truly don't think we're going to see him in, a, in another Packer game. And honestly, I don't I don't fault anything that the Packers have done in their front office, because when you have a player of his caliber, he makes other people better. Like they, they don't need to go draft some talent in the first round because he's turning Robert Tunyon into who he became like. Devontae Adams has become who he's who he's become. Like it's to me, I honestly think that Aaron Rodgers is good enough that he doesn't need this all-star supporting cast. Even though I understand why he wants it, it doesn't make sense for the Packers front office to to invest in their offense when they can get a better return on their defense. I will push back and then I want to go to Graham. I will push back and say with at least for Devontae Adams, I forgot the quarterback that stepped in for Sean Kaiser. Uh, no, I, I thought it was somebody else, but uh, he was on a pace. I think Adams on a 16 game pace of like a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. The whatever it was seven or eight games that he played without Rodgers that year. So I think Adams is legit even without Rodgers there. 
Uh, Graham, what do you think? Is is Rodgers in Green Bay, or is he on another team, or is he hosting Jeopardy? <laughs> I actually think that's a legitimate thing. Like, I, I think I he too. really actually wants to host Jeopardy. Um, yeah, I think he's in Green Bay. I think they get something figured out. Um, you know, his contract, you know, for if he does get traded, is actually not that bad. Like, he his contract is way more tradable than like yeah. Matt Ryan's because Matt Ryan that's got like mad. Trade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if Amari Rodgers is enough to make him happy, but at the end of the day, I mean, um, man, like Aaron Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you know, I know you, lo- you lose Corey Lindsley, but, man, they, they still have plenty of weapons. I mean, this team was a play away from the Super Bowl last year. So I, They should I, I bring, back, think- bring back Jake Kumaro, and that will make him happy. <laughs> <laughs> is Jake, honest to God, is Jake Kumaro even on a roster right now? I honestly don't even know. Last time I checked, he was on the Bills practice squad last season. Yeah, I remember that, but I still don't. I don't actually. I'm gonna Google this right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who would have thought Jay's Kumaro would be talked about on this pod today? Who thought he'd be trending on Twitter? Like he probably logs in. What I'm trending? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the yeah. death knell for what? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's true. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that was a pure leak, and I also think the the rap sheet report that uh, that said their GM was going to trade up for Justin Jefferson. That give me a break, dude. You traded up for Jordan Love, like give me a free yeah, break. Yeah, that. yeah. That's just that's BS. Definitely. Uh, well, here's some more <laughs> PR kind of move news. Uh, Tim Tebow has resurfaced with his former college coach. The Jags worked out the former quarterback recently. Tebow said he's going to work out at tight end, according to Ian Rappaport. He was an inaccurate passer. He went to baseball. That didn't quite work out. He's been a TV analyst. That's kind of, I guess, off and on. Uh, but now he's trying to go back into the NFL. And I know this conversation could last like 15 minutes just from Brad and John alone. We're going to try to tame this, keep it down to under like a minute or two. Graham, I want to start with you. Is there any chance that Tebow is back in the league? Uh, you know, there is a chance of is Tim Tebow constantly wanting to find ways to get his name in the headlines. That's that's what Tim Tebow's after. Um, no, no, nah, dude. I, you know, it's funny. I was joking with uh, with Scott Barrett in Slack um, when they talked about all this, and I was like, dude, what are the chances they just take Penny Sewell and go with Tim Tebow at quarterback? Like, what are the chances <laughs> Urban actually thought about that? But uh, no, anyway, no, nah, T- Tebow. Uh, Oh, Tebow, man. I, I grew up, um, sh- sorry, short story. I grew up in Jacksonville Beach, and I went and saw all of Tebow, well, not all of Tebow starts when he was at Nice High School uh, in, in Ponte Vedra, and that, he is legitimately one of the most fun athletes I've ever seen on a field ever. Like, his high, he was literally, like, a superhuman on uh, the, uh, in, in high school, but, yeah, Tebow, man. College, too. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. I, I'm a, I was a huge Florida State fan. We went to a bunch of Gator games, and he was, he kicked our ass every year. But um, yeah, Tebow, Tebow, man, it's it's time for you to it's time for you to stack your money and and uh, do some other things. I'm glad he at least didn't join the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> God, Eric, yeah, that's good. What is uh, this a crossover episode? Yeah, I guess I was about so. to say, oh yeah. my God, is that Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. well, all right, Brad, I, I know that we in our group chat when this happened, I think you blew it up more than I think I've ever seen you blow up a group chat. So why don't you uh, go ahead and chime in with your thoughts, but keep it keep it short. Let's keep it to like a minute or two here. 
All right. Uh, you know, I hate it. I'm, you know, I'm sure Tebow is well liked by his teammates, but NFL players don't respect his talent. You know, he's he's famous for being confoundingly bad as an NFL quarterback. He just played in minor league baseball for years, not football. He's also switching to tight end. And if the Jags or anybody need a tight end, they should find one that's younger or actually trained to play tight end. I think this move like makes Urban Meyer look like he doesn't have any actual talent evaluation skills and only relies on people he's dealt with before. So I, 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 I could go on this for two hours. But oh, I, I know you it. could. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stop you there. I do have to ask Bram about your burner email account, though. Oh, I saw that come across. <laughs> I saw that come across, and I, tr- I literally had to bite my tongue. Um, yeah, my, 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 my burner email address is bigbootydaddy99 at Yahoo. Oh my um, god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. Edwin and Edwin and I are in this dynasty league, and. Uh, I was asking for his email address, like, what's a good email for his dyna- for, for Dynasty? And he sent me that. I just was fucking dying. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I don't know how we can come back from that. That, that, is, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. That was a man. Well, well, if you enjoy hearing about... <laughs> if you enjoy hearing about Big Booty Daddy, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. See, Graham, this is when you can flow into that right into your plug. That's, that's how we do it here. Uh, you want to hear more? <laughs> want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and a basketball show you can check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the content, make sure you light up that app wherever you can rate with a five star rating interview to support the show and your boys. Check us out on social media at Triple Play Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, controversial tweets, and of course, our weekly episode drops. If you want to keep the fun going, check out tripplayfantasy.com. All the best articles, videos, podcasts, and more. The mecca that is Triple Play Fantasy. Remember, we are the podcast that makes your head turn like the exorcist when you listen to us. And that is not a lie. So thank you to everybody out there that supports us by listening, watching, interacting every single week. And if you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. But if you're on the podcast, we got to pay the bills. So we'll jump into the NFL draft winners and losers right after this quick break. And we're back with the NFL draft winners and losers. So as I said, let's let's be about it now. No more talking. We got everybody landing where they're supposed to be. We can analyze all these draft spots, all these players. And I want to start this discussion off with let's talk about team overall team winners. Who had a good draft? So, Graham, I'll go to you first. Who was a team that stuck out to you as having a winning draft? Man, it's really hard not to say the Jets. Um, Joe Douglas did an amazing job stacking draft capital. Obviously, you know, he won the Jamal Adams trade by, by a landslide and it kind of put him in this position, but man, Zach Wilson, you get Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, who's going to play, I, I, you know, I think Vera Tucker will, will probably end up starting at guard, but he can play tackle. Uh, you come back at Elijah Moore, uh, I thought was one of the best route runners, if not the best route runner in the class. And uh, then you get Michael Carter, you know, a, a good, you know, three down back who has, you know, pass pass catching chops. Like um, they, they hit a home run going all offense, man, because Robert Sala is going to be able to to elevate the talent on that defense that they already have. You know, Quentin Williams, it just came out. He got hurt um, earlier today. It's a little disappointing. So hopefully he's back by week one. But man, uh, Jets, Jets hit a home run with their draft class. Starting off with the New York Jets. Who would have thought? I like it though. I like. I mean, after how bad last year was, they seem like they have some stability there now with Robert Sala. The big-eyed guy is gone. No more Gase in the building. So I, I think that should. I, I like the call, uh, Brad. You who just do you know have? it won't be good because like they must have screwed up, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at their class right now and I'm like, how, how is this wrong? Like, what is wrong with this? Like, they, they, <laughs> they nailed it, dude. Their first four picks are just like, just money. I mean, seriously, they traded up for Vera Tucker. Who knows? Yeah. They traded up Vera Tucker. They traded up for Vera Tucker too and still ended up with, you know, a ton of capital on day three. I'll, I'll go on the board right now and say I'm Zach Wilson's number one hater. I, Already? I just, I just, yeah, I just don't it, see it. Is it the baby face? Why you hate on them? He does. No, look it's like not the baby face. It's not the baby face. It's just the way he played. I just, I don't, he's not going to have that same space in, in the NFL. I don't see him as like a, a pocket passer. And I also don't see him as a runner. I just think he's a talented dude. I, I don't know. I just, it's more so the, the pick where he went as opposed to his talent. Like, I think there's just too much on him immediately and it's just it's not it's still not a good situation like i don't think the jets are a good team now did you not see his draft. did you not see his crossbody throw i saw Kellen mines <laughs> that's what we should be talking about <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah 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 so my my draft winner I, you guys i'm sure you guys have a similar one i, I was going with the bears um mm. anytime you can get somebody who is projected to be the number two pick prior to the year at number 11 you've had a good draft and if that player also frees up your running game, he makes your big money disgruntled wide receiver happy and ends up being a missing piece for your hopes as a contender, then I think you've had a great draft. And, you know, I think he's going to start week one. So it's just a, a really great pick from them. They kind of set the tone. Yeah, I had the Bears as well as one of my big ones. And they also were able to get Tevin Jenkins, who they said they had been looking yes. at it at the 20th pick and they were able to get him in the second round. So I think they were really happy with their first two picks, especially Foosball, you got anybody different? No, I had the Bears. I was going to follow up with the tackle thing. Thanks for stealing it from me. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but there's something to be said about having your quarterback and your guy. I think it's tough to lose a draft when you get your guy. Well, if we're talking us about tackles, one thing I'll also mention, I hope I'm not taking your winner here, Eric, but what about the Chargers? Rashawn Slater slipping to them where they, they needed a left tackle. They Some had him better than Sewell. Uh now they've got their left tackle for the future to protect Herbert's. I mean, that that alone could be some people view that as a winning draft. Doc, are you a Bears homer here too, or do you have somebody else? So I figured everybody was going to say Bears, and I picked one that nobody figured that I would say. And I actually think it's the Ravens. You know, prior to the draft, dealing Orlando Brown for the 31st pick, so they don't have to pay him. They signed Alejandro Villanueva to a reasonable contract and figure he's staying in the division, so maybe a little extra motivation for him, but... They got two wide receivers for Lamar now, so I think that's really going to open up the offense. With that 31st pick, they got a linebacker, uh, Jason Owe, that uh, some people thought might have gone a little bit higher. In the third round, they took a guard to help with that offensive line, and the third round as well, a defensive back. So I think they attacked multiple positions, and they didn't have to pay anyone. They're getting a lot of young talent on cheap contracts. Graham, how do you uh, how do you feel about Hollywood Brown? Yeah, um, I think they're going to move him into the slot more. He only played in the slot like 23, 24% of his sla uh, snaps last year. So I think we're going to see Bateman and Wallace be – I think Bateman is a starting flanker, and I think we'll see Wallace play more X. Um, the Ravens are an interesting offense because they don't typically – they play a lot of 12. So I, I think we'll see Hollywood uh, still on the field when they go into 12 when they're two tight end sets. But – um, man, I got burned hard on Hollywood last year. I mean, it ended up not really hurting my teams because I, I was drafting him like sixth, seventh round and had a bunch of fuller too. So that kind of like, those were my guys in the sixth and seventh round. So that kind of balanced it out a little bit. But 
Um, I, I think we might see once ADP settles, I think we actually might see Hollywood be in a value uh, according to ADP. Right. I think I think people are going to end up off of him. Um, and and I don't know, man. It's just it's really hard with this Ravens. You know, pack, the way they the way they play. Obviously, I mean they're the most run heavy team in the league, regardless right. of game script. So it's it's really hard to always kind of figure out what's the true ceiling for for Brown and for Andrews. But um, I could see Brown being ended up being a value just because everybody was off of him after last year. Interesting. It, um, I, the Ravens are going to have a whole new passing game next year with the addition of Bateman yeah. and Tylon Wallace. I like both of those guys. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Lamar's, you know, if you look, I think they showed some of those bird's eye views where you kind of see his eyes and a lot, a lot of his pass catchers are breaking open. So that's why I think he's tucking and running so much because there's nobody open downfield. So this should hopefully help that problem at least somewhat. Let's go to the other side of the coin here. Let's go to some losers. Uh, there's one big loser. I'm sure that, uh, we, even before they drafted, they were already losers. Uh, let's hope everybody picked them, but Graham, who's your biggest draft loser? Well, who who is your who's the biggest loser that that before they yeah, picked? I was gonna say the Texans. Texans? They, didn't have, they didn't have a first oh, okay. first yeah. rounder. Is that, is that too easy? Is that too easy? They didn't have a yeah. first or second. I didn't uh, think about them. Yeah, I will say before we get into that, Graham, do you have a help our our friend out here, Dobbins or C E H? PPR. PPR. Uh, is is that uh, like redraft this year? It's good so, question. Like redraft that. this year. Let's redraft say, let's say it's redraft. I'll, I'll wait have, if he types something with this redraft. I have Edwards Alaire. I think literally one. We're updating our best ball rankings on the site. I think I have Edwards Alaire um, one spot ahead of Dobbins. It's real close. They're in, the, they're in the same tier, like right at the end of the second, third round turn. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. I would trust what Graham says. Also, he picked the Chiefs, so I would, I would trust that. Uh, so let's go back to the losers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you were going the Texans route. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong, but who do you oh, have? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't want to go too obvious, man. I, I've, I've, everybody's kicked the Texans while they're down enough. <laughs> it's, it's enough at this point. Um, Bill O'Brien just completely left that team barren. He's Alabama, uh, right? He's Alabama now. Oh man, I guess so. I got, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is at Alabama now. Um, well, I mean, I guess that goes to say his coaching acumen is enough, but he can't, he just can't be a GM. Um, I'm going to go a little off the board. I'm going to go with the Saints uh, as the as the loser. The Saints and Mickey Loomis, man, Mickey Loomis is a magician with the cap. Like, I still don't know how he does the things he does with the Saints cap. And they're in the same spot again this year. Um, but I thought they needed corners and I thought they needed receivers and, and they didn't really do any of they, they didn't do either. I mean, they took Kwan Baker in the seventh round, guy I've never heard of out, out of South Alabama, uh, took a corner in the third. I, I thought they were like a shoe in for corner in the first round, especially given the depth of the class. There was some word that they were going to move up. They were looking to move up. Diane Rossini from ESPN said they're going to try and move up uh, for a corner. Uh, they didn't do it. You know, they had Caleb Farley, you know, Greg Newsom. All they had to do is trade up a couple picks, and they could have easily snagged one of those. The Browns made one of my favorite picks of the draft and taking Newsom at, I think it was 24. Uh, but I think the Saints, man, like, you know, this this team, every year they compete. I mean, that's just what they do in the NFC South. But with no breeze, you've got a messy quarterback situation. Uh, they don't have any corner signed through 2022. Uh, obviously, Marshawn Lattimore is fantastic, but man, I mean, they they needed some some depth at the position, and they needed some depth at receiver too. Um, and to come away with none, neither of those things, I was pretty disappointed. 
weren't they rumored to be wanting Terrence Marshall to pick right after the Panthers took him too? Like, so that, that had to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. They had, I mean, the fact that Tutu Atwell went over Terrence Marshall still blows my mind, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I think Marshall would have been perfect for them. They, they've, they've, they've needed a good field stretcher. They honestly haven't had a good, a good field stretcher since Ted Ginn. They needed that desperately. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's like the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Traquan Smith. It's like, he's just been living and dying there the last few years. Like he's somehow been their, their field stretcher for, it seems like forever since Ted Yen. Uh, it's, yeah. it's interesting. The saints didn't take a corner because Marshawn Lattimore could face league discipline. Like that's, he has, uh, he has, um, gun charges pending on him. So figure that could be a real position of need if he's especially gone. So I like that pick Graham. Well, Doc, uh, you're talking, so why don't we go right back to you? Who's no, your I mean, loser? I mean, for me, it's the Texans, and and I, I was just going to say, well, we already, we already, we already pooped on them. <laughs> I mean, their first round or their round three pick, Davis Mills. I got, I got one. Collins. I, I went with the um, yeah. <laughs> I went with the Falcons. Um, Ooh, okay. So I love Kyle Pitts, and I think he's going to be very good. But the Falcons are pretty broken, you know. They've they're also going to have to trade Julio because it looks like their front office hasn't mastered the art of restructuring contracts for more cap space like the rest of the league. So their QB is on the back end of his career and looks like he's trending downwards. They don't have a great running game or defense. Yeah, with their number four pick, they got a player that they're not really going to build around. No team ever builds around a tight end. So I, I, I just don't love the pick. I think they could have gone quarterback or traded back. They could have done a lot of things, but... I don't. They're they're not a Kyle Pitts away, and taking a tight end at their spot in their rebuilds is going to set them back a little bit. I think. I, this is a really bad analogy, so don't hate me for this. But when you're like you're talking about, it, I'm picturing like you make an ice cream sundae, and you put so many toppings and stuff on top that you notice there's barely any ice cream at the bottom. <laughs> so it's like, how did it's you pretty, come up with that? I don't know. I just thinking it as Brad was talking about it, and so it's <laughs> like, I mean, you, it's you right take, or wrong. No, it's wrong because there's like no ice cream. So it's like, oh yeah, there's like a oh, lot okay. of toppings. Like this, like it looks really good, but where's the ice cream? It's like the Falcons. There's no foundation there. Some it's a bunch yes. of white toppings. Exactly. But- that's that's what I'm trying to say, Dave. There's no, no. ice cream. What? If I get an ice cream sundae, ice cream needs to be the main thing in it. Absolutely. They they're like they're both. I feel like their their lines aren't like great. They don't have a lot of like foundational pieces. Uh, I feel like that they just have a lot of fluff with great pass catchers. Uh, and that like they're an offensive machine, but there's not a lot of stability there. It's the uh, greatest analogy I've ever heard. Oh man, oh man, make me feel good, John. Go ahead, trade take it away. <laughs> I I had the Texans as well. I thought it was going to be like counterintuitive because they didn't really have a draft, so I didn't know if it was going to pop up on people's radars. But obviously, I was incorrect. But <laughs> so you had me scrambling, and I pretty much think. As good as maybe some of the picks were for the Broncos, I think not getting their quarterback could be something a few years from now where they'd be like, oh, shoot, that was a bad draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I, I will also – I'm not a huge fan of Las Vegas, but I feel like that's how they've been ever since Mike Mayock. If, if you flip-flop the picks, nobody would have a problem with it. So I really <laughs> – if they pick um, the safety and then they pick Leatherwood, then everybody would be like, oh, that makes sense. This is how we mocked it. This is fine. They also didn't get three safeties. One's a linebacker. The other plays deeper. The other plays more in the box. It's three different positions. Don't re- don't believe everything you read, kids. Okay, that's the Raiders expert right there. Let's let's go from teams and let's talk about players as for the other half of this. 
And let's start off with players that you think won the draft. Now, these can be rookies and you like the landing spot they're in. These could be guys that after the draft, they seem like they're they're like, wow, like they made it through that. They're going to be a good value. Uh, can be any kind of player that you think won in general. So, Graham, let's go back to you to start. Who are a couple guys on your list that you have? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to go chalk with Miles Gaskin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I read a report. I can't remember who it was from. The Dolphins um, – Basically, the Bron- the Broncos trading out for Javante Williams like screwed Chris Greer. He thought he was going to get Javante Williams at thirty six, but the Broncos moved up one spot to get ahead of him. So um, it's a little concerning uh, for Gaskin that they didn't get their guy. But really, there's no one in free agency right now that would scare you. I mean, Todd Gurley's dust. You know, like there's there's just nobody out there that's going to actually help you uh, if you're the if you're the Dolphins. So yeah, they're going to roll with Gaskin and Ahmed and. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to love Gaskin as like a fifth round ish pick right now in, in best ball. Um, and then for, as a rookie, like Najee Harris home run spot, man, like, you know, I don't care about the discourse, you know, what if they've took an offensive line for fantasy? Like I, I, I don't care about that. Najee Harris is going to get the ball a million times. They don't have anybody on the depths right behind him. That's actually going to steal touches. Um, Harris can play all three downs. He can, you know, he's big enough to pass protect. He, he actually, in my yards created, uh, stuff. He's one of the worst pass protectors I've ever charted, but I think that's a, a little bit of small sample simply because he was running so many routes. Um, you know, I only, I only have like maybe 10 or 11 pass protection snaps for him, but anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, 60 targets, 250 carries is almost a lock for him. And, and Harris is just immediately going to be like on that RB one radar. Yeah. AJ Brown's also a good call there, but, uh, I want to go back to Harris for a second. Uh, are you worried at all about the offensive line? Obviously he's going to be the best back they've had there in years and he's going to create mm-hmm. some runs, but is, is any part of you worried about efficiency um, that he's going to be very touchdown reliant because of the lack of holes they might create? Uh, I think they've been, they were 31st in run blocking last year, according to PFF, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they lost three starting linemen. Uh, so what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pouncey, you know, retiring hurts. Um, obviously, you know, they lost Villanueva uh, out at right tackle. Um, they're obviously a lot higher on their internal talent than than we all are. So I, I do think there's a little bit to say there. They also took two linemen in the middle rounds. Um, I, I'm not going to pretend and say I know anything about offensive linemen <laughs> grading or whatever, but, you know, they did get some depth um, at the position. And, you know, for fantasy man, like, I think efficiency is just massively overrated. At the end of the day, like, I don't really care if he's averaging 4.8 yards per carry. As long as he's getting – 18 carries and five, six targets a game and all the red zone work. He'll be just fine. All right, doc, let's go to you next. Uh, I know your computer might die. I mean, there's a chance we, you get cut out here. So let's, uh, who do you have is yours. All right. So my winner that isn't a rookie is Mike Davis. Atlanta improves their offense with, with Kyle Pitts. Um, they didn't help their defense. So they're going to be in shootouts, but between Todd Gurley and Ito Smith leaving, that's 300 touches and about 10 touchdowns. And Todd Gurley had 17 carries within the five last year. So you got to love that volume for Mike Davis. And then my winner that's a rookie is Trey Lance. And not just because I'm a 49ers fan, but he's going to step into an offense that's one year removed from the Super Bowl that didn't, that only needed Jimmy G to throw eight passes in the NFC Championship game. They added Brandon Ayuk since then. They have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, running backs that can catch the ball. As of right now, he doesn't have the pressure to start. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster, he'll begin the year. Uh, and he's mobile, and that's kind of what Kyle Shanahan is looking for. He's going to have uh, some QB rollouts designed for him. Uh, he's going to have some bootlegs. So 
I think he was in a perfect landing spot and not pressured to succeed right away. Oh, so not surprising that you're going with a 49ers pick there. Nice call. That's why I led with Mike Davis. <laughs> Johnny Foosball, <laughs> who's the person, the people that you're going to go with? I had Gaskin as well. It's certainly the obvious number one option. Then I also uh, had a little Jalen Hurts. You know, they got him a wide receiver. They didn't Carson Wentz him and take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then they also got a, a tackle to boot. So all's on the up there. And I was high on him to start with. So now he's got who could be, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C, best rookie receiver. You know, it's looking fantastic. I like Devonta Smith. That was a good move by Philly. Brad, what about you? You can you can skip me. I went with Gaskin and Ahmed. <laughs> on the throw, same team brad on the same team I'll, th- I'll throw some out here uh justin fields i think he's going to a, a pretty good situation they have a great defense that he's got great pass catcher with alan robinson a surefire number one darnell mooney i think has the potential to be a good number two uh david montgomery is a good back a good pass catching back too with uh cole Komet at tight end uh I think that he has a good group to work with when he does start. I thought Darnell, you were naming all of those people as winners. Darnell Mooney's a winner. No, no, no. Winner, I mean, <laughs> I mean they'll be a more efficient quarterback. I mean, they all the Bears are winners. Uh, I also like Rondell Moore in Arizona. I feel like that's a good spot for him in that offense. I think he's going to line up really nicely uh, against any nickel corners or linebackers against him in the slot. Uh, his thick frame, I think, is going to be really good for dominant after the catch. Um so I think there is going to be a lot of uh, target volume for him there. Uh, how do you guys feel about Travis Etienne? As it's now better now that Doc's computer died, he's not here. How do you guys <laughs> feel about, uh, is, is Etienne a winner? Is, is, is he in a good situation in Jackson? We saw James Robinson last he got, year. He got drafted into a timeshare. Like that's not a, it's good for the Jaguars, but it's not good for him. Graham, what do you think? Yeah. Man, this I think the ETN thing is the the most um, like I'll say it's the most perplexing thing that I that I think we've had to digest over the last couple of days, right? Because like, man, Jags have so many needs. Like they got CJ Henderson, Miles Jack, Josh Allen on defense, but I I thought they were a stone lock for D line corner there. I thought they could even gone safety. Some safeties fell. Um, I I was really surprised they they could have traded back probably and gotten ETN still. Because uh, the Bills were all in on getting some pass rush. Bills were the only other team that were probably in on ETN, maybe the Jets, but um, they could have traded back, gotten ETN at 33. You know, it's just a, a really confusing pick because James Robinson's awesome, man. Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely a product of volume for fantasy. You know, they had nothing else last year. You know, uh, Reichwell Armstead was on the COVID list. Um, you know, Devino Zibbo didn't work out. Chris Thompson got hurt again. They just didn't have anything. Uh, but, you know, I think at, at best this year, ETN is going to be kind of their change of pace back and he'll play a, a bunch on passing downs. And, you know, the comp that everybody's thrown out is that he's, you know, the he's going to get Alvin Kamara, you know, Austin Eckler type usage. And, I, I you know, for him to do that, he's going to have to get seven, eight, nine targets a game. And, and the way this offense is going to be structured, I think they're going to be pretty run heavy to start the year. I just don't really see that. So for redraft this year, it's it's really hard to kind of figure out where to place ETN. He's definitely been one of the hardest guys to rank over the last couple of days. And it doesn't help that Urban Meyer is coming out saying things at him being a third down back to muddy the water. Carlos Hyde, number one, round one. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos oh Hyde, God. 15 carries a game. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got in the comments, Trekker. Uh, I agree. 
Hawkinson could be definitely uh, a winner here. There's they lost a lot of good pass catchers in Detroit, and you did mention Michael Carter, who he was my five number five running back going into the draft. But I think his landing spot is just beautiful. Tevin Coleman is the number one running back right now in New York, and you also uh, there's not a lot of competition there, uh, so I'm not scared about too many guys being ahead of him. So I think that could be one of those guys you could get later on. And keep an eye on Trey Sermon because you never know. Uh, Mike Shanahan running backs, fun fact, he's never had the same rusher finish as the leading rusher the next year. So they never had back-to-back leading rushers under Mike Shanahan. So I'm glad uh, Eric's not here for that because I love that pick. (laughs) 49er love comes when he's not here. So let's go then to the other side. Let's talk about players you don't like after the draft. It could be a rookie in a spot you hate. Uh, We kind of already talked about it, I guess, with ETN a little bit. but are there any other players that that kind of didn't benefit from the draft that already were in the league, rookies that were in bad spots? Uh, what do you think, Graham, started off? Yeah, I mean, Robin James Robinson's probably the number one. Um, mm-hmm. We just talked about him, though. I, I'm going to go a little off the board. Um, I'm going to go T. Higgins because I think Jamar mm-hmm. Chase is immediately going to come in and be the alpha man. He's got – I mean, holy shit. You want to talk about a guy who has li- like the literal perfect – prospect profile is Jamar Chase. And now we get the early draft capital with a young quarterback that he already has great rapport with. I I, I think it really hurts Higgins, man, because like, you know, I, I was going into this year buying Higgins and Dynasty thinking, oh man, there's no way they're going to take Chase if, at five. Like they'll go offensive line, they'll go Sewell. They got to get somebody to protect Burrow's knee. No, they go and get Chase, make a luxury pick. And, you know, it, it makes sense because Jamar Chase is you know, one of the best wide receiver prospects of this decade. He's in, he's in that Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, AJ Green tier. He's that good. Um, I think he's, you know, I think Chase is immediately going to step in and get 18, 20, 22% of the targets. Bengals are going to be super pass heavy because they're going to be in some negative game script again this year. Their defense is not very good. They still don't have a great pass rush. Um, man, I, I think I think Higgins is one of the sneakier draft losers and Tyler Boyd would obviously also fit in that frame too. Cause you know, last year it was just Higgins, Higgins and Boyd. I mean, Boyd was, Boyd was a Burroughs guy, man. He was like a borderline wide receiver one. Um, Higgins was a rookie and, you know, now we get chase in the mix. Uh, I think, I think it's, it's going to be tough for Higgins and Boyd to kind of really be like consistent weekend, week out producers, unless the Bengals throw like 650, 700 times. No, I agree. And obviously, you have to now wonder how much time is Joe Burrow going to have to be able to get the ball to these guys. He was actually one of my losers. I went a little against the grain. Like, yeah, they got some offensive line help, but and they got his buddy, but oh, he's going to be heaving it up a lot to him on his back. I mean, long-term health, that's a little scary. He's already had one surgery. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, you never know the Carson Wentz effect. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's going to be called now, but uh, where you get like fidget, their car effect, all of a sudden uh, you start thinking well, a little bit more. All of a sudden you, you are pretty much tier for tier with Patrick Mahomes after you break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm just saying. Derek Carr throws the ball away in a clean pocket. Let's not go that far. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball away in a clean pocket. Let's, let's, uh, the Derek he Carr. also fumbles it out of the end zone more than most people do. In their <laughs> <own>. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh man. Well, as it, I like the Joe Burrow loser, and I also like the the winner. Uh, question for Graham in the comments. Uh, you can answer that because I have no idea about that answer. I 
Honest to God, man, Jared Dokes have not heard of the guy. Sorry. I'm, I'm well, sorry. That's a great football name, though. Whoever he is, I'm sure he's Hell really yeah. good. That needs to now become I'm, a – I'm looking a, it up now. Was he, <laughs> he wasn't drafted. He was not drafted. Dokes was not drafted, was he? I've never heard Jared, of that name. Jared Dokes. Oh, he Jim. was drafted in the seventh round of the Dolphins. Oh, he's the Dolphins guy. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know yeah, what? If he becomes relevant, this I'm going to look up sorry, this Geno Martin guy. I'm going to look up this Geno Martin guy who put it in the comments. Uh, you'll be incredibly smart if uh, if he becomes a thing. No I had, Yeah, I had never heard of him. Um, Brad, let's, yeah. we'll go back on track here. Who is uh, a couple of losers you have? All right. Uh, one of them I had Mac Jones. Um, not only did he probably get his hopes up for being a top three pick, but he went to a place <laughs> where he won't start and they have no receivers really. So he's my first one. And then also Jordan Love. So he found out he's probably going to have to be ready this year to play. And following the footsteps of a legend who was just MVP is really going to be a lot of pressure and not that ideal to have a long career. So um, two quarterbacks are my, my losers of the draft. It's interesting. I, I like those calls. How about uh, I'll throw some guys. How do you guys feel about Javante Williams in 2021? Because I think he's a real loser in that timeshare with Melvin Gordon. Is anybody excited to draft him this year? No, <laughs> I'm not going to be excited it's, to draft him, but I think he's Phillip much Lindsay better than Gordon. No, he's no, in Lindsay's in, in, in Houston. Houston. Yeah, he's Houston, in Houston. It's yeah, it's um, it's I Melvin mean, Gordon and uh, Javante Williams and uh, Mike Boone. Boone, yeah. All right, so he's gonna he's gonna get the change of pace touches, and Melvin Gordon might get injured or suspended or something. I, I don't know if he's still – is he still – I don't mean that as, like, a character thing. I just mean, like, isn't he still <laughs> you were coming. Like, you were coming at him. Yeah. I think <laughs> – I, I didn't mean it like got, that, Melvin Gordon. I think he got cleared. I'm pretty sure okay. he yeah, got cleared. I think he did. If he got cleared, yeah. then that makes it definitely a little worse for Javante. So, I, yeah, it's it's not it's not ideal. I, I hate that I spot. See, he was – oh, go ahead, Graham. No, I was just going to say I could see at, you know, one of those situations where, you know, like last year, J.K. Dobbins, like – Week eight, week nine, completely took over. Once Mark Ingram kind of just went to the wayside, I, I don't see Melvin Inc., Melvin Gordon going to the wayside like Mark Ingram did, but I definitely could see, you know, by the middle of the year, Javante Williams being the one A there. Um, I mean, if, they trade they traded up to get him, man. Like they they must love him. Graham, that's a great point because if they trade for like an Aaron Rodgers and they need to make some cap oh. room, then Melvin Gordon's he's on the chopping block. He's gone. I, I love Javante Williams in Dynasty. So if they trade it for Aaron Rodgers, I, I might. I, That's guy right. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just going to be nuts, though. Yeah. 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 I, it sucks because Javante Williams is my running. I was, I know there's the, everybody usually is the Najee Harris. He was my favorite running back in this class. And I just hated seeing him in Denver for this year. But you're right. If, if Mine that was happens, Jared Dokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm pissed because, like, I, I usually know, like, all the just deep like deep guys that jack guys like that nobody freaking knows but i've never heard of seventh jared round before. seventh round offensive lineman he might have, he might have jared dokes might have well has been a, a udfa though you go in the seventh <laughs> round the late seventh round you're udfa at this point i'm impressed again that, that was probably no, but now now my hopes are high for him to be honest i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know why it's just like probably some psychological thing now i'm gonna like spy him in the waiver wire like week Man. one or week two or this something. Is a, i'm drafting i'm drafting him one overall this is a jared dokes <laughs> podcast now uh, the other guy I to, 
than Jared Dokes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the one other guy I wanted to bring up, what about Terrace Marshall, uh, who obviously slipped? He's in Carolina, which for this year doesn't look great. Dynasty looks great because uh, you can have him and DJ Moore kind of running the show because Robbie Anderson's contract's up after this year. But in 2021, he's going to be the number four behind Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and now you have uh, Christian McCaffrey back who's going to be getting a receiver's workload. Uh, I feel like in 2021, Terrence Marshall is pretty much going to be a, just a, a waiver wire guy. Am I wrong? Well, he has a big city quarterback throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah. But what, what do you think? It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Edwin for, for, for the, for the burner email question. Also shout out to Edwin. He wrote a great article today about Terrace Marshall on, on, uh, on fantasy points site, uh, our site. Um, you know, he kind of went deep into, you know, why he fell, you know, the, the, you know, the ankle and foot issues that he's had since high school. Um, I think Marshall is like the sneakiest second round receiver in dynasty drafts right now in rookie drafts, because this, this class, man, it sucks. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's super top heavy. Um, it's great that we got Pitts in an ideal spot. We got chase in a great spot. We got Harris in a good spot. ETN long-term, I think will be fine. Williams will be fine. But after that, like this, this, um, this receiver group is is questionable at best. And I think Marshall, because he fell in the draft, because of the injury concerns, you'll be able to get him at a discount. And, you know, you go back in 2019 and you look at the five or six games, I believe he was healthy. I mean, it, he was dead even in terms of production with Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like the, the dude on a talent spectrum is, is up there with those guys. It's just, you know, he's, he, you know, what, what kind of, medicals does he have and you know what happens when he gets into training camp and starts getting hit so um yeah man i I think marshall is is a super interesting dynasty buy right now because i think his the perception on him is a little bit lower yeah no i agree and again we'll see what happens i I can't guarantee at least for me that i'll probably have too much of him in redraft i I love him in dynasty i I think he's a a great got to look at for beyond this year but i mean he just looks like a flat out stud if he stays healthy uh, but great discussion from all you guys. I want to move to the latter half of the show, the the fun part, if Graham's not having fun enough uh, with us. And let's go to the question of the week. Graham, do you know where that's from? Oh, it's Nickelodeon, right? Oh, no. What is it? Graham, that's Super Friends. I've never, what's Super Friends? I've never like heard of the, that. The Super Friends, like uh, da 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 I don't know what that is either, David. I don't either. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm I'm like blown away right now. I usually I'm the one who doesn't know stuff. Super Friends is like uh, they gather. It's like the Hall of Justice against nope. the uh the the uh Legion of Making it worse. Still yeah. nothing, man. Still Do they fight wow. black? Super Are they like a toothpaste commercial? Yeah. No, it's like, it's like Superman. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> oh, man. You guys are... Oh, is, I'm, I'm was, so it on, was it on Cartoon Network? No, it was... Uh, is it like, I, a, like actually, a comic? Well, actually, it might have been. Uh, uh, the, no, no, I mean, I forgot what singing, channel You keep singing the song again like it's going to make us it was on. It, it was on ABC. Uh, it was... Uh, da, 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 da. It's Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Robin, Aquaman. Uh, David, UK. I just googled this thing. This ran from September 1973 to 1974. <laughs> I do not want to hear about this. Did show. you not stay home from school ever? And then it was like on in the middle of the day. 
No. It had 16 episodes, David. We have right. more than that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, what, a, what an absurd pool. I think <laughs> Johnny, this needs to be though. on our next. Uh, this needs to be on our next movie. Uh, It'll probably movie be shorter review. than the four-hour Justice League. Uh, yeah. Probably, probably. Uh, I will bring back. Miami doesn't uh, like gas since they're going to draft Devonta Holmes. Yeah, uh, you're you're our Miami. Oh, rep. now I know who Jared Dokes is out of Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. I didn't know who he was either. Whitney, uh, I remember him now. He is good. Maybe I need to take back my uh, Gaskins and Ahmed pick. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a little scatter brain there. Yeah, <laughs> Dokes is coming, man. Coming. So, I played the Super Friends music because I because Graham's now a super friend of the show, but I guess it now the it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight, the official affiliate to Triple Play Fantasy. Uh, it's the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code Triple Play and get up to fifty dollars of your deposit match when you become a new user and use that code. And if you're looking to win some cash, make sure you follow the Triple Play Monkey Knife Fight shows. First episode was this past weekend. It was a hit. Brad was hosting it and uh, looked mighty handsome while he was doing it. Uh, oh, but it was a uh, nice little gaming landscape uh, survey. You guys hit, I think, on pretty much most of your picks, the blocks yeah, and everything. Did. We yeah, did. So there you go. Let's win some money. Tune into those shows. Question of the week, Brad. You need to take this. You need to take the wheel of this ship because I have no idea what you were trying to say with this. Hopefully, I don't think I'm not. That difficult. Go all right. Go ahead, and you can. It's the question of the week's in your hands. Go ahead. Okay. So Graham, Johnny, Dave, I want you to imagine a world where the NFL draft is abolished. Oh, I, need I do you guys, remember. I need you I wasn't guys sure to create, if we got this ahead of time, but I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to create a system where college players could sign wherever they want, but the worst teams can get the most in-demand players. So what's the question? The, there's a so sliding the, salary the cap. There's a sliding salary cap for rookies on, that applies to rookies only that is weighted right. higher to worse teams. That's that was my exact. That was what Bobo. I had. <laughs> that was you that was essentially the, the same thing. Yeah, that's a, the, along the lines I was thinking too. You're talking my guy Marcus Grant's language. He I worked with oh, yeah? him in the NFL for three years. Yeah, he was 100% abolish the draft. Like, just let these guys get it. as much money as they can. Yo, so the only way to do it is you got to – I think you got to get rid of the salary cap, though. you got to treat it like the MLB, and you just you just pay the players. You just straight up pay them. Whoever, has, whoever wants to pay the highest gets it, and these guys can make whatever they make. Because there's still yeah. – even if you do that, it, there's still a – you know, a roster size limit. It's not like you can hoard all the best right. players because, you know, eventually exactly. owners are going to lose their taste for spending that amount of money. And, you know, there's a, you don't know if there's a marginal value add at, up to a certain point. And, you know, the top flight guys are going to want to go somewhere where they actually have an opportunity to shine and get a second contract. So it doesn't always make sense to go to the best team. So I think it, you don't even need to have a draft. It just kind of limits their bargaining power. Yeah, I mean, you could also incentivize, you know, the teams that that get guys on the cheaper contracts. You know, those teams that that can find the talent that are get, going for great you know, under market value, man. Like they they they'd be in the same position because, like, you know, you're getting guys in the second, third round on, on deals that are chump change. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. Um, yep. I, I, yeah, I would actually love that. Would change the whole dynamic of the NFL if they did that. But I think it I think it would be a fun layer to it. See, Dave shouldn't know my question. Now look at us. That's well, great. you know what? I'm, no, I'm not going to even. 
I'm not even going to try to go after Graham. That's just like when you uh, you see the main attraction, you stay for the credits. Like it's, he's I'm not super gonna... friends now. Yeah. <laughs> um. By the way, I am definitely going to pull up some super friends on YouTube after this for sure. It's, it's nostalgic, man. Like you guys will be sucked in. I'm telling you. It's nostalgic for what? I don't remember it. Exactly. That, that's just that type of TV. It's like it's like the very pixely, not pixely, but it's like you can tell. It's like it's like the old Scooby Doo animation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did your parents did your parents like get you into this? How do you know about the Super Friends that you just it just was on TV? I, I guarantee you, if you put a poll on Twitter and you say, "Have you ever heard of Super Friends?" ninety percent will say yes. Oh, if only we had a Twitter account with yeah, you know, right. four thousand followers to test it out. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put a poll about that tomorrow. All right, let's get to the last segment of the night, and that is going to be our game of the week. All right. Okay, I just couldn't cut off my NFL HQ music, so go ahead. I hope we get sued for that. So, <laughs> our game of the week is going to be a quick one. It's a game of where are they now? I've got six players, and you're, got, you're supposed to tell me where they are. Now? Are you right. ready? Now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Where they physically so, are now. Where they physically are now. So, I guess the order will go is Graham, Dave, and Johnny. Each time. All right. All right. First off, James Conner. Wow, Cardinals. I'm going to, Graham, I'll give you a tip. We do our game each week. You got to learn if you go first, you can't give can't it away have, that easily. You got to act like you're confidence. You got to act like you're thinking about it because I'm just going to ride oh. your, your uh, I'm going to ride you then and just be like, all right, I'm going Cardinals too, even though I didn't know that one. Oh, damn. All right. I think he's, right, I'll play next time. <laughs> he's, he's probably, he's probably at like a, Four-star restaurant right now. <laughs> Thinking of literally in, in four-star restaurant. And why he, can, why he can't he can't afford a five-star restaurant? <laughs> it's a, it's a Tuesday. It's a one-year deal. <laughs> deal Graham. Five-star restaurants are hard to come. True, 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 true. Okay, okay. All right. So you all get one point for that. Next up, AJ McCarron. Oh man, he just signed. Oh, I think yesterday just, too. He did just sign. And I'm completely blanking on it. Why would uh, you know? No, it's not Texans. Bengals? Is it the Bengals? I feel like he was used to be started on the Bengals. I'm going to say I I think it's the Falcons. I think. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Oh, if he's right, then I'll go Falcons. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to give it away. No, I was was, going to go Vikings for some reason, but I didn't know. It was indeed the Falcons. Yeah. All right. But AJ McCarron definitely played on the Bengals to start his career. I feel like he was on the he Bengals. Did. I think he started. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's why I was going that way. Yeah, yeah. he did start too. Next, yeah. Next up, Jarek McKinnon. Chiefs, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like the maybe in there. Maybe? Uh, it is. It, I, uh, I, I think. I, I think it's the Chiefs. Oh, if if David thinks it's the Chiefs. I would have also said Vikings again for some reason, but <laughs> did get drafted by them. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> Next up, Geno Smith. Ooh, is he still carrying clipboards in Seattle? Mm. Is that your guess? That's my guess. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure he's in Seattle. This is actually perfect because he's my who's who I compare Patrick Mahomes to. With a good offensive this, coordinator, this this Gino needs Smith. to stop this hate. <laughs> the 
Geno Smith comparisons. <laughs> he's in this Kansas City. He's, he's their starting quarterback. He just lost a Super Bowl. Oh, my he's, God. <laughs> he is in Seattle. Yeah. All right. Next up, Eric Flowers. Oh, man. He just got traded um, to the football team. The football team. David. I love – he's le- – Graham, you learned really quickly. I, I think mm-hmm. it is the Washington football team, I think. I'm not going to guess. I didn't have it until they said anything, so. <laughs> oh, man, you're such a good – you're such an honorable gentleman. I should have alternated the order for this game. All right, next up, <laughs> Wayne Gallman. Mm, I'm going to say the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> the 49ers. Graham, do you, Graham, do you play poker? I mean, yeah, but not well. I mean, just like everybody else. Because <laughs> that was the worst thinking face. I think. He doesn't do much bluffing. Uh, he has it, it. He has it. I think it's the 49ers. I actually knew that one. Chalk me down for one, Brad. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Last one. Todd Gurley. Man, he's, he's sitting at home. He's playing Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'll be surprised if he even gets another NFL contract. I think he's done. Oh, he's he's definitely going to get somebody's going to get him another somewhere. one. Yeah. You think he'll get? Yeah, he'll get a he's contract. Get another one this year. Yeah, he'll get a contract. I'll make All you, right. Brad. Brad, I'll make you an, an avatar bet that you have to. Whoever loses has to change their avatar for a week of the winner's choice. Okay. That that Todd Gurley does not. If he signs, it would not be until after week ten because the team has an injury. I'll take I'll take that bet. Okay. Fair enough. Cannot wait for him to just be signed by the Dolphins randomly tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't. be the strangest avatar you could think of. All right, well, I'll be looking forward to uh, picking yours out because he ain't getting signed. All right, well, I, I think it was pretty much. I, I think I up one up to Graham. I don't know about John, but you know what? We're all winners. I was I was perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody gets a cheer. And on that note, I want to thank Graham for coming on the show tonight. It was an absolute blast having you, man. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, this was awesome, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, uh, yeah, good luck Good luck with your drafts and, and everything coming up this year. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate that. And uh, in case our listeners, for some reason, don't know who you are or where they can find your work, can you plug all your, your stuff that you're doing uh, so they can go and check out and maybe find where you're at on Twitter and all that good stuff? Sure. Yeah, I'm at Graham Barfield on Twitter. Um, we have uh, we're wrapping up like all of our post draft content. So we got projections coming out at the end of this week. Um, I'm doing a bunch of yards created um, break. I'm gonna have a yards created full crap full class breakdown next week and add in data to the site. Um, and if you want to get ten percent ten percent off on the site right now, hit it up twenty one Barfield ten gets you ten percent off. Save you a couple a couple bucks in the wallet. Um, and yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be cranking out content for for the for the upcoming season here, you know, pretty much all the way through uh, through September. Yeah, Graham is one of the best guys out there. And uh, again, if you haven't already told by tell this episode, very knowledgeable, uh, John. I'm surprised it took the entire show for someone to comment on your shirt. It's brick but on brick. Our guy Toby. <laughs> There's uh, not enough exposed brick in Baltimore. You're translucent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Whether you listen, watched, uh, listen to the podcast, tuned in tonight and watched with us. We'll be back next week with Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers. Make sure not to miss that episode. Until then, everyone be well 
and we're going to make like a bread truck and haul buns. We'll catch you all later.